when the things you seek have been lost to time, look no further. We can go get them. We're Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is not responsible for any time paradoxes, historical retaliations, or other risks related to the delivered artifact. Any questions regarding the company's liability or tax information will be answered in time. Last time on Murphy's Inc., Michael had an interesting, for lack of a better descriptor, moment while enjoying cookies with Stephanie in the mess hall. Isaac went to see Gleason to demand that he be allowed to see the recovering artiste, Philippe, to which he was denied. And Daphne and Intern 2, with the help of Yusri El Shakur, were able to track down the librarian only to find out that she had been enjoying the Baghdad night air and the company of a well-to-do man and his almonds. Now the only thing left for Daphne's team to do is to gather their belongings and head back to HQ. File number 36469BE, James Sullivan also known as Intern 2. Murphy's Inc.'s other intern, James, is an all-around kinda guy. Funny, likable, and very laid back. He is to some degree not a deep individual and would not be the first one to remember someone's birthday. However, James is the person you want to have on your side and to watch your back. He might not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but his intelligence shines brightest when needed. Sylvia, call Isaac. Would you like Isaac's office or mobile device? Let's try his office. Calling now. Thank you for calling Murphy's Incorporated. This is Isaac. How may I assist you today? Isaac, can you really not tell that it's me calling? You know you don't have to use that line if it's an internal call. Oh, Mr. Gleason, regardless of who is calling, it is the proper way to receive calls in this office, is it not? That is fair enough. Ah, as I told you before, you would be the first to know when Philippe is cleared for duty. Great. I will go look for him in his shop momentarily. Hold your horses. He is still in the med bay. Can I go speak with him or not? Oh, well, yes. Technically, he is cleared to do design-type work on his tablet. While in the med bay, so I would imagine he can have a conversation with you. But I would remind you that he did almost die on this last mission, so be gentle, please. Of course. Thank you for letting me know. Have a great rest of your day. Wow! Couldn't even let me say goodbye. Shoot. I'll bet he's running to the med bay right now. <sighs> okay, Emmett. How are we going to help Marie? Sylvia? How can I assist you? 
When and where exactly did you say Marie is located? Marie Trophia, according to our updated historical knowledge, was living in Strasbourg, Alsace, and you were speaking with her approximately around Saumanur or Hainir of 1518 CE. Thank you. Uh, Sylvia, please message Michael and Hart to come to my office ASAP. Message sent as requested. Wake up. Uh, I'm, I'm up. I'm up. Uh, you're both up early. Today's exit day. Pack your things. I, I thought we had at least another day left. I finished my chores yesterday, like a good sport. The pictures for the private rooms I needed were easier to get than I thought they would be. We get to head home early. Hmm. <clears throat> That's good. You know, about yesterday. Now that I think about it, you were right. I should try and draw the blueprints better to scale. With the pictures. Your blueprints weren't far off. You can adjust the drawings with the pictures back at the base. Sure, the bunker sucks, but at least it has air conditioning. Hey lady, here's another one. How many more of your clothes are in my things? Oh, our styles really aren't that different. Hey, I'll get more precise scale if I can walk into the room. A picture doesn't show it that well. It was easy for me to get in, but it'll be harder for you. Trust me. What's this really about? Nothing. Okay, I lied. I'm not prepared to leave yet. Prepared or not, Baghdad is going to be under Mongol boots soon. I know. Forget I said anything. If you want to say goodbye to your friends, it's okay. Come back soon, though. I want a glass of Merlot in my hand before lunch. Thanks, Steph. I'll be back soon, I promise. Back to it. Hey, you did a good job on your first mission. Stop worrying about it. This isn't my first mission. But one of my last ones is what got us to this point. Hey, don't take credit for the team's failure. I did just as poorly as you, and I won't let you take that away from me. Sure, whatever you say. You know, I just keep thinking about Hart. She keeps a brave face, but we know she has a partner back home that doesn't know where she is. That has to be tearing her apart. Gleason is working triple overtime to forget about anything going on outside the bunker. Hell, I don't even know Thing 1 and Thing 2 well enough to know what they must be missing out there. And the kicker is that I can't really think of anything like that for me. I miss my sheets and my nice apartment downtown and for sure dark chocolate now that Philippe's secret stash is depleted. He doesn't need to know about that, by the way. 
but I was forced underground and nothing in my life has really changed. It has, but not really. No one blames you for what happened. If anything, it's Michael's fault. (laughs) We messed up big time, didn't we? We all did. Broke our old life into hundreds of little pieces. But all we have to do is put those pieces back together, like some kind of messed up time puzzle. Normally, I tell myself that we've been through worse, but have we? Murphy is gone, and it seems like no one wants to acknowledge it. I don't even know if Murphy is dead. It would be a little easier if that were true, wouldn't it? At least we'd have some certainty instead of being in this limbo. Are you suggesting we quit? No, of course not. I'm still jumping through time. I'll always do my best. It seems unfair to wait around until Gleason figures something out, if he can. As goofy as that guy is, if anyone can figure out Murphy's disappearance, it's him. I wouldn't put it past Hart or Michael to have some tricks up their sleeves, too. I mean, don't let it get to your head, but you know a lot, too, and... I know everything. I'm trying to say that it'll be okay. I know. What I meant earlier is that you did good on your first mission as a team leader. A couple more of those, and you can force Michael to retire. How do you know it's my first lead mission? I told you. I know everything. If you say so. Thanks. Hmm. Hmm. Sylvia, call Philippe in the med bay. Calling? Yes, Isaac? Is there something wrong, Philippe? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just laying here in an uncomfortable bed, in a hideous gown. Oh, and I almost died not that long ago. Everything is wonderful, Isaac. Now, what do you want? I am a little bit concerned as to why there seems to be so much hostility towards me. Well, Gleason gave me the heads up that you, almost to the point of hostility, want to speak with me. Yes. Well, I am here to ask about retrieving the clothing worn by Michael and Daphne during the Erickson Commission. Hmm. Oh, yes. The peasant and his wife. Explain to me why you had to call me about this. Why couldn't you just go to my broken-down shop in this pathetic excuse for a new base? I thought that you and I could have a bit of a debrief from your first mission in the past as well. (laughs) Don't lie to me, and please don't waste my time. Go see my lead intern. He should be able to help you with your request. Very well. I hope that you understand that...
time is it? I don't know. I do know that it's been two hours since the intern left. Did I sleep through brunch? What if something happened to him? Nothing happened to him. He's probably out there trying to convince his hesitant friend group to leave the city before everyone dies. You know we can't let that happen. Then bring him back here. Good idea. Aren't you coming? Mm, no. Good luck, though. Do I have to do everything around here? Uh, uh, bring back some food! Thank you. After all, it is a religious experience to look up at the tapestry above us and be mystified at all we do not know that Allah has set up as the mechanisms of all that is. If you could put any input into this so I do not go mad at the sound of my own voice, I would be so grateful. No, please, keep talking. It's interesting. Uh, You are only saying that to obfuscate that your mind was on that woman again. Really, I mean it. I'm going to be real with you. I travel around a lot. A lot more than most people like me. I look up at the night sky too and think about my place in all of this. Who can say whether these floating orbs of light don't have personalities? Goals too. I like looking at them. (laughs) It does not fill me with confidence that you pretend to understand me. So here's the thing, I'm leaving. Have your translations been rebuked by the House of Wisdom? No, I'm not getting kicked out. My job is done here, so I guess I have to head back home to Gao. Hmm, well, it is odd how time passes. Oh, Gayun is here. It looks like she is. Hey, I'm leaving the city, and I want to say I think you should too. Today, if possible. Join a caravan and head to far-off places for inspiration for your book. <laughs> well, this must be some trick. I mean it. You have plenty of dinars. You n- buy a camel and head off towards Cairo. I spent the last few minutes telling you that I finally feel comfortable writing, and you tell me to leave my home? I do not know where this is coming from, but I do not wish to flee from my family and friends. I am fortunate enough to write in a city with such brilliant minds. Their words will be enough to satiate me until I can finish my great work. You won't believe me. I'm a time traveler from the future. In a few days, a guy named Hulagu is going to bring a big army here, and they are going to kill everyone. This is not an enjoyable jest. We were having a kind conversation before. Let us turn back to that. I need you to understand that a vast Mongol army is going to come in and burn everything to the ground. They are going to destroy the House of Wisdom and use all the book's leather to make sandals. They don't spare anyone. Yushri, you have to go. If I am even going to consider what you say as a possibility, then know that the walls of Baghdad have not fallen for centuries. The armies of Allah 
won't fall to petty tyrants of the East. Dumbo, what are you doing? Don't you get it? I'm trying to save you. Everyone here is going to die. Everyone. I always listen to you because you sound smart. But damn it, I'm smart too. I know what I'm talking about and what I'm telling you is important. Why won't you listen? I don't understand why you would say such horrible things. You've got to... Yusri, everything is fine, but I need you to walk away right now. Is this some kind of joke? Yusri, please. Very well. Let go! What is wrong with you? Lower your voice. We're in public. How can you be so calm right now? You know what's going to happen. Stop. You know we can't change the timeline. What do you think you're doing? You and Michael fumbled the Viking mission, where all you had to do is get some rich boy his toy back, and we roll with it. But these people that we've been with for nearly a week have been sentenced to their deaths? That's not fair. You know that situation was different. Oh, course it's not fair. You think it's fair that we risk changing the timeline for money, but I'm supposed to sit by and let everything burn to the ground. Don't you think that these people have a right to know their fate? These people are already dead. They have been for a long time, whether you take them out of Baghdad or not. What we do know is that if you change this, you risk everything you know in the present. Don't you think I know that? There are families here with children, poets, scientists, beggars, and innocent people from all walks of life. Am I crazy for trying to be a decent human being? I don't know if Ahala exists, but at least I'm trying to save some of them from this soon-to-be massacre. Is that what you think this is? You need to listen. You can't see it now, but you're going to hurt more people in the long run by messing with the timeline on such a big scale. I can't believe this. You don't get it at all, do you? Of course I do. Then how can you sit by and let this happen? You don't know what the changes are. But we can end suffering now. Oh, please. We have to go. You've already caused a scene, and there are a lot of eyes on us. Is that all you care about? A scene? I thought you were just mean before, but you're actually not human. You're a monster. A monster that sustains itself on humiliating others and pretending it has any shred of empathy for anyone. Anyone! I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I don't know what to do. Please tell me what to do. It's okay. Got it out of your system. Can you walk with me? Okay. Yes, I can do that. 
I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. That's okay. Let's start moving. What? Now. What a lucky boy am I to be called upon twice on the same day. What now, Isaac? Philippe? Please explain to me how am I to conduct a thorough investigation when you've contaminated all of the evidence? What investigation? I had sent an order to have the items from the said Stalker mission quarantined almost immediately after the agents had returned. Why are they just thrown in a pile? Oh, Isaac, forgive me for being inconsiderate. It must be these cramped surroundings, or the smell of a rusty warehouse instead of the warm, comforting, and organized wardrobe that I involuntarily left behind. What are you investigating? The entire pile is now evidence. I will be taking it all. Oh, no, 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 you most certainly will not. With the budget cuts you've recently implemented and the increase in workflow, my resources are exhausted. I need those fabrics and leathers for one of your upcoming missions. And you would have them had you followed my instructions. We don't have the staffing to acquire more fabric from the past. Unless you are finally willing to grant my request for another intern, I will not be able to meet these deadlines. Now, will you please inform me about what you're investigating? Your request for another intern has already been denied. And you will complete your task within the time frame provided. I am confident and... artist of your caliber is more than capable of success within these conditions. An atelier of my caliber is always successful when he is not actively being sabotaged. You are leaving me with synthetics when I require authentic and natural materials. Deadlines. Deadlines, Philippe, we all have them. What was that? Never mind. I will need those materials back by the time I finish my physical therapy. It seems you are confused about what you want versus what you actually need. I need those fabrics, and now I actually want nothing further to do with you. Get out! This seems private enough. Care to sit? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Dev, I really can't tell you how sorry I am. I, I don't know what came over me. I was cruel to you just to be cruel. And you don't deserve any of that. Every agent has gone through what you are going through. I get it. When I started out... As a junior agent, I went to British Ceylon with Michael and his old partner. It wasn't my first job, but it was different. 
We were hired by a client trying to trace their ancestry to find out who their great-great-great-grandmother was. Their ancestor was a hound dog, and he was trying to find out if his line came from his ancestor's wife or some concubine or woman in their village. It was messy, but my job there was to keep watch and make sure that the locals didn't try to attack us. There was this cute little orphan there that would cut fruit and sell it to us. It was wild to see a seven-year-old with a sword they used to cut jackfruit. It was funny because this one time, she said that she would teach me her tricks to selling. She told me her techniques would make me sell better, but she was too young to realize that most people bought from her because she was cute or because she was an orphan. She called me Sister Fong, which was my cover name at the time. But I loved the way she couldn't say tease, so I'd hear, Sister Fong, you doing it wrong. <laughs> well, it came time to leave, and at the time, Sri Lanka was known as the Kingdom of Candy. During our initial reports, we knew that the Candian Wars were going to start soon. I'm sorry to hear that. Don't be. War is history. I spent the night thinking of an argument to take Nihinsa back with us to the present. Who would miss an orphan disappearing? I was sure she was insignificant in the grand scheme of time. So that's what I told Michael. I hoped he would help me convince his partner. He didn't try, which I was more than upset about. Like you were back there. I argued and yelled at him. He told me what I'm going to tell you now. What you are going through is a dilemma every field agent at Murphy's Inc. will go through. You will eventually have to come to understand that turning a blind eye to the atrocities of history is part of the work. Every agent has one they want to save, but unfortunately, Time has a vicious way of correcting itself. There are rules. It's one of the first things they tell us when we sign the agreement. I can't help but hope that they were wrong in making some of them. You won't get over it, but you'll understand the logic in it when you've thought about it enough. James, this life isn't easy. It's fulfilling, rewarding even. But you will come to points like these when your empathy and connections to people might get in the way of your principles. I've come to understand that there is a pattern of field agents throwing themselves into their work. Don't be like that. Wait, 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 wait. You know my name? From all that, that's your takeaway? I knew it before this mission, if that makes you feel better. It does a little. So, hey, whatever happened to that Nahi... Uh, Nahi... That girl you were talking about. I don't really know. I told her to be safe and to find people that will take care of her. And we said our goodbyes. And I never heard about her again. I tried to find out, but... Turns out they don't keep many documents about the histories of orphan village girls in Sri Lanka during the early 1800s. Are you ready to head back? I think so. 
Hey, Dad. Can I say bye to my friends here for reals this time? Okay. Thank you. I'll take what you said to heart. I'm mean. I'll trust you and that you're telling me the truth. Thank you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> he really does run funny. Time to get back to it. Oh, uh, uh, yes, um, please, come in. Uh, Michael, please lock the door. Hot, Michael, please sit down. There's good news and there's bad news. Which would you like first? The good the news. Bad news. Ah, I think Hart beat you to the punch. The good news is that I have gotten the machine back up and running, and in time for the other team to make the return. I am confused as to why we keep having these issues. And now the bad news? Well, um, so, uh, yeah, here's... Lisa, um, what's going on? What's with the Felder and sex? Uh, I'm sorry, but based on who's around right now, you two are the only ones that I feel I can fully trust. Wait, Felter and sex? What the hell does that mean? You know, what's up with all the secrecy? Okay. Anyways, what exactly is going on, Gleason? Um, yeah, so here's the thing. Michael, do you remember when you and Daphne got back from the Set Stalker mission and I asked you about my Holy Eight Ball? I have no idea what you're talking about. A Holy Eight Ball? Okay, so, um, a few days back... I was trying to locate it and was tinkering around, Lisa, you know. please get to the point. Oh, well, I think it's important that you understand the full situation. Fine. Continue. Oh, why, thank you. As I was saying, I was tinkering around and started getting a ping from the device. When I answered, I found myself speaking with a lovely young Alsatian woman. It's important to know at the time, I didn't know when she was, as I assumed my Holy Eight Ball was lost or misplaced during the rush transition to this location. Perhaps this young woman had located it and wanted to return it. Did you say Alsatian? Didn't Alsa cease being its own country a few hundred solar cycles ago? Well, um, yes, that, that is correct. And when is this lovely Alsatian woman from, Gleason? Okay, so, um, here's the thing. While I was running some tests, uh, trying to figure out exactly when and where she is, I needed to purge the device of excess power. Sylvia confirmed that it could be done, and since I hadn't heard from Marie in quite some time, I figured it would be safe. Marie... And what is Marie's last name? It doesn't matter right now. Just let me finish. Just as I had instructed Sylvia to proceed, Marie contacted me. This meant that she was in direct contact with the device. I tried to warn her to get back, but 
Because of the reset, the translator hadn't fully taken effect yet. Marie was in the direct path of the energy purge, and she was injured. Oh, my goods. Is she still alive? Well, technically no, as she lived back in the late 15th and early 16th century. However, I spoke with her as well as some doctor that was brought to see her. It seemed as though something was affecting her motor skills, and she was unable to stop moving her feet and legs. I have not been in contact with her for a few days now, and I am concerned not only for her, but for how this could affect the timeline. For the one who's always stressing about the importance of protecting the timeline. I know, I know! Right now is not the time to throw my words back at me. I need the two of you to start researching everything you can about Strasbourg, Alsace, 1518 CE, around the months of Solomonur and Heinir. Well, until the librarian gets back, I guess we'll have to research this on our own. I am so very confused right now. Ah, perhaps you've been sampling some Sylphio? Don't worry, Michael. I have actually traced my lineage back to that area of the world. I know exactly where we could begin our research. Let's meet at the Lothbrook Library after the evening feast. Well, that is fantastic. Yes, do get to work soon. Uh, once we have an idea of how to handle the situation... I suppose I'll have to speak with Isaac about our next steps. When did you get back? Uh, did you bring back some food? I got back about an hour ago. And no. Oh, then what use are you? <laughs> Where is the other one? He went to say goodbye. Oh, that wasn't a good idea. Are you sure he'll come back? No. Not really. It's ultimately his decision. I know. It's also true that if he stays, he could endanger us all. I know. It's also true I'm that if- I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. You're no fun. Hey, guys. Finally. Can we go home? Are you ready to leave Baghdad? No. But if I don't leave now, I don't know that I ever will. Sounds like a yes to me. Onward, Aldanza and Sancho. There are dragons to slay. Huh? That lady has a screw loose. (laughs) (laughs) After you. just starting to get used to the rock-like boogers in my nostrils. 
Welcome back, gang. Let me help carry some of that stuff for you. You're never gonna believe this. Daphne actually knows our names. Come on, Daphne doesn't know mine. No, seriously. She went out of her way to name drop you in the middle of a heated discussion. Ooh, you're gonna have to tell me all about this. Let's go get some food. Great, I'm starving. Just make sure to keep the balloon away from me. <laughs> Did I hear you two saying something about food? Mind if I join? That's all I really had the last couple of days. Daphne, come with me. I need to talk to you right away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's wrong, Flyboy? Did you miss me with all this time we've had apart? Not really the time for jokes. I am seriously concerned about some observations I've made. Ooh, observations. Okay, okay. Fill me in. I don't know. Things just seem to be off. Wow. First you're acting as if someone just shot JFK and now things just seem to be off? Look, I know that what I'm about to say is probably going to make me sound a bit crazy. But I need you to try and take me seriously. Alright, I'm sorry. I'm here and listening. Without judgment. Okay, twice now, in almost as many days, I've been in conversations where people are using sayings that I have never heard before, and I'm getting weird looks from the team because of it. Hmm, okay, that doesn't sound so weird. Give me an example. Okay, so just earlier today in Gleason's office, Hart used the phrase, what's with the felter and sacks? Um, what the hell does that mean? That was my thought exactly. She said that it basically means, what's up with all the secrecy? Oh, like Cloak and Dagger? Oh, thank God, I'm not the only one. Actually, that right there is something I've picked up on. I've heard a couple of different people say, thank the gods or oh gods. Yes, I'm feeling like I'm in some sort of really bad sci-fi horror or something. I would say we should act normal for now while we observe those around us. Agreed. Goddess, why do you not speak plainly? Have I not been devout enough? Please repeat yourself. I don't understand. I don't understand. No? Nothing? Head back to your lodgings. We will drink later. Welcome for a voyage safely returned. We liberated a few silver pitchers thought you'd like to see. Aye. Welcome back. I didn't notice you come in, sneaking about like a thief. How long have you been here? A bit. I sat down and everything. What is it? Hey, Sylvia must be cross with me. 
I don't know much about this voice of the goddess business, but you're the only one talking to her directly. Thorgo speaks to her. He has been adverse to the idea of God touched, but recently he's been coming in at night to speak to her privately. He's always come back with some new form of wisdom. Aye, he tells the farmers what they need to do. Has us hiking chamber pots far off into the woods. That sounds like a good thing to me. Our community here is larger than when I left. Saw new faces, new houses. It's all moving so fast. Ah! Ow. We're building a new mill. The God Touched wanted it. A few more wells, too. You all right? It all sounds good to me. However, the winter will be harsher for us with all the new folks. I'll bandage it later. Thorgus speaks with the goddess to gain wisdom on how we'll survive this winter. This will be our first since she started speaking to us. Hey, Sylvia, will we survive the winter? Hmm. I don't know that one. Try again later. Thanks for the confidence, my goddess. Tis all well and good that gifts of the goddess are turned towards the community. As Thorgus has been asking, I don't know why when I ask her about the other gods, the afterlife and her commands, I get no real answers. I asked her to command me two nights ago to see what she would say. She said she couldn't. I asked her what her commands meant and she said that we could not have any other gods but her. At times she speaks in tongues. She'll answer questions I did not ask with things I've never heard of before. Oh, if she is the only god and her creed is silence, then what can we do? Ah, she doesn't seem to know much. Careful, now. She speaks of real things. She tells us about the rain. We ask her about other kingdoms and she knows things about them that we cannot possibly know. But the bigger questions, we cannot agree. Maybe that's what you're looking for. Don't be an idiot. A goddess can't possibly need to learn about their own creations. Wait, be quiet. There might be something there. Hey, Sylvia, what wisdom do you lack? Hmm, I don't know that one. Try again later. Well, that didn't help. No, Yajid. That's it. The first time she spoke to us was when? Come on, even you can answer that. Well, I first heard her when Thorgus had a speech about defying the gods. No. It wasn't about defying the gods. He was defying fate. What if the goddess is trying to tell us that all the mortals, in exchange for knowledge, can defy and alter the fates themselves? Use your head. Thorgus outsmarted and caught the messengers of the goddess. That woman, Thorgus, spoke to her. She revealed the fate of Ragnarok. Then he heard Helsylvia's voice and was struck by lightning. 
she survived her fate against Thorgus, then he survived. You make him sound like a giant of old. People will come from all over to see the man that defied fate, a crippled headsman from a backwater town. When we learned the goddess's name and spoke about the god touched with Thorgus, then she spoke again. All the time we asked her questions that dealt with the lives and beliefs of all those here. That must be it. I don't follow. We aren't supposed to be asking the goddess for her knowledge, but must bring her knowledge in exchange for it. A boon for a boon. Then through the boons of Hesilvia, can we also be god-touched and defy the fates? It sounds to me like you've been drinking from mishandled mead barrels. Then you ask the goddess, if you don't believe me, since you want to be a goat about it. Well, I haven't. My goddess. <sighs> you must say her name. Right. My goddess, Sylvia. Do you really want knowledge? Correct. Does she always sound like that? Sometimes. She speaks in many tongues. Go on, ask her. Well then, my goddess, Sylvia, what knowledge do you want? This episode was written by Sebastian Andrade, Ashley Dean, Tyrus Rayner, and Mark Helton. Directed by Tara Eon. Produced by Mark Helton, James Devereaux Lewis, and Tara Eon. Audio editing and effects by Joe Bly with Kiana Music. Original music by Louis Palfrey. Original artwork by Michael Leone with The Clone Ones, LLC. This episode featured the voice talents of Jenny Helton as Daphne, Shandon Loring as Michael, Mark C. Helton as Gleason, Tyrus Rayner as Isaac, Carrie Hampton as Hart, Quinn Caffarata Jenkins as Philippe, Kaz Chandler as The Librarian, Stephanie Bauman as Intern 1, James Devereaux Lewis as Intern 2, with Anita Kelly as Sylvia, Featuring Havish Rafapati as Yusri El Shakur. Special appearances by Tyrus Rayner as The Sailor, Catherine Hampton as The Innkeeper, and I'm Connor Howard, your announcer. This series is developed and proudly produced by 97 to Now Productions. For more information about the show, please visit our website. Tune in next time as Murphy's Inc. continues.